Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. And we're going to be leaning into all those hard workers that are out there ready to move things around and get ready for all the June dairy celebrations that are coming up this weekend. Good morning, everyone. I'm the fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee. We are indeed focusing in on one of those June dairy events happening tomorrow in Dane County. Riley Call and his family getting ready to welcome well over 5,000 guests, depending on the weather, uh, just outside of Verona for the Dane County Breakfast on the Farm. And it's got a new twist this year. That's what we'll be talking about. Stick around. We don't want to overshadow the rest of the June dairy events that are going to be happening. Lafayette County Breakfast on the Farm by Mineral Point, Sauk County Breakfast on the Farm out towards Spring Green. We've also got the Richland County Breakfast on the Farm happening on Sunday. So plenty of opportunities for you to get out and enjoy. If you need to find a location near you, go to wisconsindairy.org. Everybody wondering about the weather, including yours truly. So for today, it looks like we're going to have partly sunny skies, a little warmer than yesterday, 82 are expected high. Now there is a chance of rain in the forecast, maybe tonight, maybe into tomorrow morning, maybe into tomorrow afternoon. Problem is, how much is it going to be? We'll have to wait and see. 84, the expected high on Saturday. Another chance of rain on Sunday, 69 degrees. So a big cool off by Sunday. We'll talk weather with Stumach and try to get a bigger, better figure on where that moisture might be. Coming up. At the University of Wisconsin-Madison, agriculture is in our nature. It's where our research feeds our families, as well as our economy where we're not just growing our food, we're growing our futures. Where world-class education and innovation begin. Because you can't stop a badger. We're into June. We're thinking a dairy breakfast. We're thinking state FFA convention. We're thinking it's the start of the fair season. This is Joe Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn. I caught up with the state FFA president from Wisconsin, Casey Dank. Wow, you've been at it for two years. Can you give me a little bit of the highlights from those two years of being a state FFA officer? Yeah, it's definitely been the the ride of a lifetime. There's no doubt about that. The highlights are definitely meeting the members and the FFA alumni, the FFA advisors, and my teammates throughout the year. I mean, the organization and the workshops, they're all fantastic, but it wouldn't be the same without the FFA members and the advisors that you meet along the way or the teammates that you get to spend the whole year with. None of it would be the same without the people that you meet along the ride. And you talked a lot about people. Now, FFA is back to -to face-to-face in their judging and contest, aren't they? Yeah, we are all back to pre-COVID terms. We're back in person. We're better than ever. And we're thankful for all the members that were happy and eager to participate again this year and to come back. We had high numbers at all of our workshops and conferences, and we're hopeful that the trend continues for years to come. And is there still a little element of live streaming so if somebody if a member can't make it to that conference they can still partake 
Yeah, Jill, I'm happy you brought that up. This convention starts June 12th, and we'll have the whole convention live stream. So if you can't make your way down to Madison, don't worry. You can find it on Facebook. It'll be live streamed or on the FFA website. We want anyone that wants to watch it be able to watch it from the comfort of their home or their office, wherever they can. I think that is one of the benefits that did come out of the COVID. Are the numbers up at the live events? Yes, at in-person events, our numbers are up, and we're hoping for a record high attendance at this year's state convention as well. And also with the live stream, there will be more people watching than ever before. I have a good feeling. And the live streaming and the connections are a few of the benefits that came from what we learned we could do from COVID. Tell me, what are some of those challenges that have come around as your two years of being a state officer? So any position that you get elected to, there's going to be challenges, I think, that come along with it. But luckily for us with State FFA, the challenges, I don't know if you can really consider them challenges because I think the biggest challenge is deciding which events to go to because there's so many going on around the state at all times and which events to go to, where to travel next, and what you're going to dedicate your time to. But you're dedicating your time and you're picking between two or five amazing different things. So, I mean, the challenges, there's some, but the rewards and advantages outweigh any of those that I've seen over the past two years. One of those challenges will definitely not be you going to the state FFA convention. I'm sure that's on the top of your list. Has the convention turned back to before COVID times? Yes, we convention, we are so excited. My team, we've been preparing. We spent last week in Marshfield going through our scripts and making sure all of our ducks are in a row for this year's convention. But we're excited to have all of our members back in one place and to be a part of the sea of blue that overtakes the Alliant Energy Center. I mean, that's just an experience that I hope every FFA member can be a part of sometime during their FFA journey. And to start out that convention on Monday, is the Day of Service back? Yes, the Day of Service is back. We've got activities. We have bed making for Beds of Hope. They get to, FFA members can come sign up, make beds. We also are going to be out in the community again working on the parks. So we're really back in full swing, and we are back to our pre-COVID convention standards. Well, let's get a few more highlights from that state convention. What's happening on Tuesday? So on Tuesday, we have... Uh, keynote speaker, the first general session. We have the national officer speaking and all the highlights. And then we work into Mon- or Wednesday morning. We have the expo center that'll be open where FFA members can meet with business professionals and work with alumni members and get to know where their path can go after their time in FFA is done. And we have six general sessions in total with the six- sixth one being on Thursday. And that's when the state officer team, we get to recognize our family and our biggest support system throughout the year. It's, it's a good feeling to get to have your family there with you all morning, and then we get to have a dinner afterwards and say goodbye to all the members that we've met over the last, like, two years or year. But I know from last year, convention is going to be the fastest four days of our life again, and I think you blink and it goes by that quickly. But, you know, it's worth it when on Thursday evening you all talk about all the good memories from the year and you sleep better than I think you've ever slept before just because you're that exhausted, but it's out of – the fun and all the excitement that you've had throughout the week. And part of that excitement is having a, a keynote speaker on Tuesday night. Can you tell me a little bit about him? Yeah, so we have Jason Wetzler. He's actually a past national officer, and he's going to come speak at our convention. And the entire team is super excited. And I know he's excited because during his national office year, he actually did his chapter visit practice with throughout the state of Wisconsin. So he's visited some of our chapters before what during his time as a national officer. So we get to bring him back to the great state of Wisconsin, and I think he's very excited. And from handing out those FFA degrees to proficiency awards 
And we have the Stars Over Wisconsin. That'll be Wednesday night. You also have a concert. Yes, we have a concert. We have Sam L. Smith coming, and he's going to perform some covers, some of his own songs. And I think FFA members are very excited. He's a past um, FFA member as well, so he's excited to get to be a part of our convention. You talked about numbers and encouraging members to come on down to state convention. Do we have a new number for our membership in Wisconsin? Yes, I'm a big numbers girl, but unfortunately I can't share our membership number with you until the first general session on Tuesday morning. But I promise you, you're all going to want to hear it and you're all going to want to be there because it's going to be exciting. Well, I heard it's higher than it's ever been before. Yeah, it's definitely high. (laughs) We're excited. And that's always a good thing. I talk to FFA members around the state. We always talk about good kids doing good things and making an impact on the community. And you've made an impact for the last two years. After that retiring address, what's going to happen? So after I hang up the jacket... I'm going to have a kind of a quick turnaround because I'm going to put some of my education to use and I'm going to start my internship at Compure Financial the following Monday with crop insurance. I want to try to get some industry experience before I graduate this coming May with an agriculture business degree. And then beyond that, what are you hoping for? Stay in the area or are you going to go national? I'm a homebody. I grew up on a family farm. I want to stay connected, so I'm definitely going to look for a job somewhere in the area I want to work for an agriculture business with the end goal, I think, right now of being an agriculture loan officer so I can work with farmers and continue to make sure that their day-to-day operations are feasible and financially stable. Well, I just think it's been an awesome run for you for these last two years. I've enjoyed getting to know you, and I like to end off some of my interviews with, there's an awful lot of students out there that hear you and get to meet you, and sometimes they're on the fence of whether they should be a state officer or if they have what it takes, what would you tell them? I would tell them that if there's any part of them that thinks that this is what they want to do or they have that feeling inside of them, go with it and run with it with all that you can because it's going to be an experience that you never regret. And we are all just normal people, and everyone always says that, oh, the state officers, you make an impact, but until you're in the position, you don't understand that it's actually the FFA members and the alumni and the advisors that you meet along the way that truly make the impact on our lives. So if anybody out there wants to be a state officer or is thinking about it, I would say go with it and go with all of your heart because it's going to be an experience that changes your life forever. Well, and when you come into the state office, you don't have all the tools needed. You get a lot of help along the way, don't you? Yes, the FFA organization, you have a backbone that's like no other in my opinion. We've got support systems all around the state and you've got people you can call and you've got we've got trainings and our state staff they're just remarkable so definitely you've got all the tools in the toolbox by you, by the time you finish the end of the year well, i want to thank you for your two years of service and letting me have some chats with you along the way and and i'm sure you'll be successful in whatever direction you decide to turn and that was wisconsin state ffa president casey dank from mondovi And I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Are you a non-union construction tradesperson proud of what you do? Did you know you're worth so much more than what you're bringing home today? Put the power of Lyuna Union Labor to work for you. When you join Lyuna, you get the pay you deserve. 
plus pension and health care benefits above and beyond your compensation. That's zero deductions for pension and health care benefits with Lyuna because you're worth it. Learn more at LyunaWisconsin.org slash join. When it comes to custom wedding rings, get to know your Denny's Jeweler. Denny's Jewelers does offer affordable custom wedding bands. Whether it be gold, silver, diamonds, gemstones, platinum, you bring your wedding band idea and we'll point you in the right direction. We'll show you all the options. I am Sarah Denny Alexander. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. Sweet Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta Metal Roof. S-W-I-T-A MetalRoofing.com Sweeta Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. They don't want you to be concerned about medical bills. That's why they offer one of the best benefits and insurance packages around. They take care of the community by providing temporary energy for local festivals and fairs. A good sign they'll also take care of you. If you're an experienced electrician that takes pride in your work and wants to join a rising reliable company with a premier benefits package, apply online at everreadyelectric.net. Because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. <laughs> we start talking and we forget that this is a live show and we've got to get at it. It is a Friday morning. Thank goodness and welcome in. It's time for a Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Our man, Stumach Ag Meteorologist, is joining us this morning. And I want to introduce uh, one of our new voices on the uh, show here. Nate Zimdars has joined us over the past couple of weeks, uh, kind of a native of the Ripon area, past state FFA officer, much like you, my man. Uh, y'all, that kind of happens, yeah. yeah that, well, we're kind of talking about it, too, as a setup for next week. State FFA convention will start with their day of service on Monday. Uh, weather-wise, we've got to get through the weekend, though, as far as weather is concerned. What are we looking at uh, for all the June dairy activities that are coming up this weekend? And like we said, precursor for next week. Well, depending on your schedule for all of your outdoor activities, it really would appear to me that as we look on toward late Saturday or Saturday night, that rain chance rolls in. There may be a little rain to linger into Sunday, but it's not going to be a washout, but could be a little damp to get that day underway. Let's back it up here a little bit. And for our Friday, I'm expecting a good deal of sunshine, high pressure right over northern Wisconsin. There's a low out in central South Dakota. 
and there is rain with that system. Some scattered showers in central and eastern South Dakota up into southern North Dakota, just trying to push back into southwestern Minnesota. Those folks have had more rain over the last week or so where we haven't. Things have begun to dry out and some showers wouldn't be a bad thing, but maybe the timing isn't that great because I expect a cool front that's still way north of the Dakotas and southern parts of Canada that cool front will begin to swing our way, start moving into the southern part of Wisconsin, our listening areas, if you will, as we move on toward a bit later Saturday. So especially, I'd say, from La Crosse to Mauston and Fond du Lac, there could be that rain chance developing later Saturday afternoon, and the rest of us see that possibility hold off till evening and into the nighttime. But scattered showers, there may be a thunderstorm. It's a chance. I'm not saying that a big wave of rain is going to wash right through at that time. The chance that showers could develop that scattered type activity with rain amounts most likely ending up in that uh, trace to quarter inch, maybe a quarter to half inch if a thunderstorm tries to roll through and maybe a little heavier from Boston right into the central part of the state where that up to half inch could be seen. Otherwise, I expect the activity rolls on through. A bigger factor, well, rain is a great factor, but I also expect some cooler air to build in behind this front. So we head into Saturday talking about 80s. Sunday may find us in the mid or upper 60s, maybe a 70 here or there. A much cool, a much cooler situation. We cool it off Saturday night with that front slipping through, staying a little cooler on toward Monday, but warming up again, 80s most likely back here already by Wednesday. I'll have forecast details right after this. At the University of Wisconsin-Madison, agriculture is in our nature. It's where our research feeds our families, as well as our economy. Where we're not just growing our food, we're growing our futures. Where world-class education and innovation begin because you can't stop a badger. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance is a proud sponsor of the Northern Wisconsin State Fair in Chippewa Falls. As a thank you for your support, they're giving away fair tickets. Visit ruralmutual.com slash win and enter to win tickets to the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. Time now for your Compere Financial Egg Weather Update with Stu Muck. This is Nate Zimdars with the Midwest Farm Report. And Stu, you are also a past state FFA officer just like myself. And looking ahead to next week, state FFA convention's coming up, and usually that's it gets pretty hot for those kids wearing the, the blue and gold corduroy. What does our forecast look like? Well, you're right, Nate. It is going to start to warm up as things get underway Monday or Tuesday. Not bad, but uh, Wednesday, Thursday, sound like summer returns right in. So that Compure Financial forecast is for a sunny Friday. And for all of us, low 80s, just some fairly light breezes. They become west about 5 overnight, partly cloudy skies. And we drop into the mid or upper 50s, back down to about normal or a bit below. West winds only about 5. Saturday, some sunshine, clouds develop, and especially La Crosse, Boston, Fond du Lac, that chance of a scattered afternoon, later afternoon shower, or a very isolated storm edging in, low and mid-80s on Saturday as everything starts to push in, the west winds 5 to 10, 
more likely we have that rain. Showers, a few storms overnight. They may linger into Sunday morning up to a quarter inch, maybe a half inch with a thunderstorm. I'd say by Sunday, partly sunny skies redevelop after some morning rain chances. And then we talk about mid and upper 60s with the northeast winds 5 to 15, gusting to 25. So upper 60s on Sunday, maybe some 70s trying to edge back in, about 70 or so on Monday. And finally then warming up the summer as we head through the week. So take that one. It sounds like a little cool down to start next week, but it's going to warm up. Figures. It figures. Always for the FFA. All right, my boy, have a good weekend. We'll catch up with you on Monday. All right, see you then. Stumach, our ag meteorologist, with your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update. Remember, Compere Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture in rural America. Find out more. Visit Compere.com. Looking for more information on upcoming dairy events? Hey, you stick around. We're getting ready for the Dane County Breakfast on the Farm starting tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. At Berkshire Automotive, we have a non-commissioned sales team, which is a polite way to say we don't really care whether you buy a practical Equinox, the rugged Silverado, or the speedy new Corvette. You've been told no before? Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. At Bergstrom Automotive, we teach our people to take no out of the vocabulary. Is no in your vocabulary? Uh, no. No isn't a thing at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. Join the Bergstrom Hi, it's Preston from Window World. Over the past 15 years, Window World has donated more than $15 million to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. We have also supported the Veterans Airlift Command with over 120 flights. We have a strong belief in giving back and want to thank everyone who has chosen Window World for their home's renovation. When you go with Window World, you're doing a lot more than remodeling. Call us today. Ergonomic office chairs that fit different employee body shapes and sizes is smart business. This is Zach from Office Furniture Warehouse. The proper fit reduces stress and pain, keeping your workforce at the office and productive. Name brand office furniture with warehouse pricing allows us to create better workspaces for America's workforce. That's simply smart business. Visit OFWGoMadison.com or stop by the showroom on Ronald Reagan Avenue on the north side. Everyone dreams of that one special day. I'm not talking about a wedding day, a push present, or a big anniversary. I'm talking about a special day made just for you. Maybe you paid off the mortgage, finished a marathon, left the dork who couldn't see you for the amazing person you are. It's different for everyone, but it's a day that needs celebrating with a custom piece to bring a Mona Lisa smile to your face. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A Skincare Minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire. 
Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Chris Collini with a dirty little secret. Growing up, we were encouraged to track mud in the house. After all, dirt has been our family business for generations. Today, we rely on more than our boots to transport our nutrient-rich soils. We have bigger trucks and better equipment if you need it delivered. Or you can simply pick it up at our awesome dirt-filled processing plant. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. This looks like a car. Has tires. Headlights, a hood. Windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors. Open like them, too. There's a front seat, back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% of the time, this would be a car. But it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. Just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. The Luke Fickle bat symbol went up again, boys, and uh, they landed not one, but two offensive linemen. Uh, let's see here. The first one up was what? Kevin Haywood. Out of Pennsylvania. A four-star. There's your four-star. A yeah. four-star offensive lineman out of Pennsylvania. That guy's a pretty burly individual. And then a little later in the day, you got Ryan Corey. Where's he out of? Pennsylvania. 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 They're both out of Pennsylvania. Three-star offensive lineman. And this dude, both of them, we were talking off air, both these guys are pretty much uh, monsters. Yeah. Um, what would you say? 6'4", 290? Yeah, they're both top 25 kids out of the state of Pennsylvania, which... That's uh, a football state. Yeah, sorry yeah. sorry to say, if if you're a top 25 in Pennsylvania, chances are you're going to be top 10 in Wisconsin. <laughs> so um, That's a football yeah, state. Yeah, you got two offensive linemen. One's going to be a tackle. The other's uh, Corey's projected to be an inside guy. Um, that, yeah, that's they're, they're going to be... Well, this is why you let Luke Fickle do what Luke Fickle and his staff does. Because a lot of people will freak out now all of a sudden that the state of Wisconsin had, you know, roughly 13 eligible kids for 2024 Mm -hmm. that were Division I prospects. Just the year before, they had three. So clearly it's a good year for the state of Wisconsin. And it's like, well, they lost a guy to Notre Dame. They lost a guy to Ohio State. Oh, my God, the sky is falling. He's not going to nail any in-state recruits. We're going to lose recruits. He's The recruiting's going to hell. And then he goes to Pennsylvania, which is a known football state, which, weirdly enough, 
they still consider Pennsylvania like Midwest. Yeah. Where it's like Ohio and Pennsylvania is the uh, Midwest, like better states. They just nailed two huge offensive linemen. Yeah, one four star, one three star. And it's from the state of Pennsylvania. They're both Boys. roughly 6'4", 290. And they already got a safety from Pennsylvania as well. Do you, do you, it just dawned on me that the pipeline from New Jersey, it's not a one-way street. It's two-way. P- Pennsylvania will send us their awesome players. The Badgers will develop them and make them into uh, you know juggernauts. And then what happens? The Steelers will go draft them right back. No, look at look at all the Pittsburgh Steelers wasting no time on drafting. How many Badgers well, do they know, have now? Oh, you're. I was gonna say. I don't they, know. They just of, got two recruits from Pennsylvania. No, I know. Well, they have three. Total. They just got two miles. yesterday. Yeah. The Badgers will get them, and then once they're ready for the draft, the Steelers will draft them. And we'll go right back to Pennsylvania. Well, I don't know how many go right back to Pennsylvania. Just, okay. Well, this. Is, I get what you're saying. This is supposed to be a. I know. Off the, sorry. It's. It didn't. Right. It didn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. I got lost there. You guys want to say anything else quick? <laughs> My biggest takeaway from that was flamed out hard. Just the day is don't freak out if a player or two from Wisconsin don't commit to Wisconsin. Oops. Let Luke Fickle and his staff do what they do because look at what they did at Cincinnati. They took Cincinnati's recruiting from where it was at to a much higher place. And I will say previous coaching staffs, they got their offensive and defensive lines and, like, the lesser skilled positions, so a lot of linebackers from Wisconsin. The rest came from everywhere else. And yeah. I think another thing that needs to be said when we're talking about Luke Fickle versus the past is the past is the past. It, this is a new era. It's Luke Fickle. It's He has different inroads in different states. And, honestly, it's on a year-to-year basis or historical basis, his states that he recruits well are better than the states that a lot of past Wisconsin guys have recruited well. Yeah. A.K.A. Ohio. A.K.A. Pennsylvania. A.K.A. the Southeast. The And when um, oh, Rudolph was here, those were his two states. Would and you a lot feel, of the players that he brought in ended up being starters. Would you feel any differently or any, like, you know, maybe poo-poo on it a little bit where, you know, say in the past with like a Paul Christ or Barry Alvarez or Brett Bielema, we're not going to put Gary Anderson in this category. Um, but any of those guys, had they won a national title and they did it with, say, you know, I don't know, if if you got 110 guys on a team and they did it with like 40 that were from the state of Wisconsin, would it feel any different if they won a national title under Luke Fickle if they did it with, 20 guys from the state of Wisconsin. If you need to know about farming, then you need to know Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. If you need to know what's happening with broadband connectivity in rural communities, you're going to want to stick around on this Friday. You know, so much money has been poured into trying to get broadband connectivity to rural communities. And yet, how many of you out there actually have seen it? Tell you what, we're talking with Sue Derrickson. She's with AARP of Wisconsin, and she's trying to follow up on where all the money went for broadband connectivity in rural communities. She is a victim herself of not being able to get cell phone calls and definitely not being able to get into the Internet. So stick around for that conversation. I'm glad you're with us. I'm Pam Yonke. It is, of course, the ninth day of June. What can I tell you? 
on this day back in 1915, guitar legend Les Paul was born. He obviously turned into a guitar pioneer, partnered up with Gibson, and the Les Paul guitar guitar has been used by artists like Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page, Les Paul, born in Waukesha, Wisconsin, on this day back in 1915. On this day in 1934, Donald Duck made his film debut in The Wise Little Hen, came off as a short-tempered duck, generally wearing a sailor suit. One of Walt Disney's most famous cartoon characters appeared for the first time on film this day in 1934. Happy birthday today to Natalie Portman. She's 41. Johnny Depp, 59 years old. And Michael J. Fox, still with us at 61 years of age. And now you know. Well, we know that everybody's getting ready for June Dairy celebrations starting bright and shiny tomorrow morning. We don't want you to miss one of them. Go to wisconsindairy.org to find locations near you. The entire Midwest Farm Report team will be at the Dane County Breakfast at the Farm. That's going to be held at the Call Family Farm just outside of Verona, starting serving tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. until 11 a.m. It's not just about the food or the family experience. There's also something special this year that's being brought to the Dane County Breakfast on the Farm by Riley Call. Riley is one of the family members hosting. He's also the current president of the Wisconsin Auctioneers Association. So they're going to incorporate a live auction with the dairy breakfast. And Riley Call tells me a little bit more. It's not just about the live auction. It gives everybody a chance to get in on that face-to-face experience. Actually, during the breakfast, uh, we do have some uh, auction items that have been donated and that's going to be uh, like a cash and carry auction in case you don't want to stay for the entire breakfast. At least you get some exposure to some auctioneers. And uh, and uh, fortunately enough, I got to be president of the uh, Wisconsin Auctioneers Association. And we're using it as our summer event. So there's going to be auctioneers coming from the state of Wisconsin uh, all over to uh, help. And then at 1130, then we start with a traditional consignment auction. Now, your business has changed quite a little bit since in the court. I've known Riley for my professional career in southern Wisconsin. Things have changed in the auctioneering business. Tell them a little bit about that. You know, I imagine this uh, platform you're using at the Dane County Dairy Breakfast is to remind people that is a skill set that young people could uh, think about for a career, too. Well, it it's also changed with the pandemic as well because uh, we're traditionally a live auction company and, and then the pandemic hit and then we went online. Um, online is really works good as well, uh, but there there is a need for live auctioneers always and then the online auctions are, are a part of the auction business as well. And, and we'll have uh, each kind of individual way of selling items uh, you can sell them uh, off of a wagon. We're going to have farm machinery, uh, stuff on the ground, uh, holding stuff up where you sit in chairs. And then we'll have an online auction set up so you can see what it actually looks like. Nice little twist to look forward to at the Dane County Breakfast on the Farm. That's tomorrow morning. They'll start serving at 7 a.m. at the Call Family Farm off County Road A, just uh, south of Verona. 
serving from 7 until 11.30 a.m. tomorrow morning, and my whole crew will be there to talk to Riley and the family. Now, remember, that's not the only dairy event we've got on our slate. Lafayette County Dairy Breakfast tomorrow morning, just outside of Mineral Point. Salt County Breakfast on the Farm, out towards Spring Green. Sunday is the Richland County Breakfast on the Farm, and that's going to be Muscaday. Uh, just check out wisconsindairy.org if you want to find the rest. wisconsindairy.org. Hope to see you there. Well, the markets were hoping for better news this morning in Chicago. Currently, we're a little bit mixed. December corn on a Friday morning's down four right now at 529. November beans, they're up a penny and a half, currently at 1190 and a half. The July wheat's down four and a quarter, currently at 622 a bushel. Yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese dropped eight and a quarter cents to 157. 40 pound block cheese was down a nickel at 147 and a quarter. Double A butter, though, up a penny at 237 a pound. Unfortunately, in overnight electronic trade, our fluid milk for July is down three, currently at 1604. August milk down eight at $17 a hundredweight. Uh, we are following details out of Minnesota right now of milk being dumped in the Hastings, Minnesota area and into western Wisconsin. Again, if this is a developing story in your neighborhood, please let us know. Use our talk text line, 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. We all get hit by the storms of life. I had noticed my legs were swelling, and we went to Maine Medical Hospital, and they said, oh, Mr. Conquest, can you get up for your MRI? And I remember pushing up off the bed, and I fell. Next thing I know, it was three weeks later, and I was paralyzed. It was a pretty low point to not be able to do the things that I love to do. PVA was there the first day. Thanks to PVA, paralyzed veterans are getting specialized medical care and treatments. The benefits they've earned, the jobs they want, and the accessible vehicles and homes they need. PVA has brought me back to life. I've fallen a few times and PVA is like, get up. We just keep getting up. To learn more, go to pva.org today. You're worth so much more. Have you ever had the choice to accumulate wealth or go into debt? Let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather have $190,000 in total compensation or be $29,000 in debt? That's the choice between paying for a bachelor's degree that might not even land you a job or an apprenticeship with Liuna that will lead to job security, a pension, stability, and a lifetime of great wages. You're worth so much more. Go to liunawisconsin.org join to learn how to accumulate wealth instead of debt. Ergonomic office chairs that fit different employee body shapes and sizes is smart business. This is Zach from Office Furniture Warehouse. The proper fit reduces stress and pain, keeping your workforce at the office and productive. Name brand office furniture with warehouse pricing allows us to create better workspaces for America's workforce. That's simply smart business. Visit OFWGoMadison.com or stop by the showroom on Ronald Reagan Avenue on the north side. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. 
time to catch up with our friends from AARP. And remember, we've got a strong staff of support right here in the state of Wisconsin. I am a card-carrying member myself. And remember, it's not just about 55 years of age and older. It is about a community, a community that's paying attention to a lot of different elements that we all depend on. Joining us today, Sue Dirksen. She is the volunteer advocate for AARP of Wisconsin. Maybe before we get into our topic, Sue, explain for people what the volunteer advocate does. I would be glad to. Our advocates um, basically are working on legislative contacts um, that relate to the issues that are important to AARP Wisconsin. And so our work involves uh, maybe reaching out to our our state legislators, showing up at different meetings, um, maybe going to the Joint Finance Commission to do testimonies. So we're just out there supporting those issues and basically kind of trying to be that conduit of information, what's going on locally in our area to our legislative body as well. Excellent, excellent. Well, I'll tell you what, the big staple we want to focus in on today is what's going on with high-speed internet and cell phone service. For people that live in a metropolitan area, maybe you take it for granted. But boy, Sue, for a lot of my audience that's in rural areas, they want to know what's up. So what is happening with broadband expansion in Wisconsin? Why has it become such a critical issue? Well, I can totally relate with the rural area because I live in northern Wisconsin where the majority of people up here struggle with broadband conductivity. And even some of the people that I interact with in the more metropolitan areas, it's not always great there either. A lot of the issue has to do with the fact that, you know, broadband is out here. Um, It's a commodity. I'm just going to kind of be point blank there. And, you know, when you're in the service of selling broadband, your providers are going to go out to where they can make a profit, of course. And you get up into the northern area, first of all, the population is more spread out. Um, Also, we have some real geographic issues up here when it comes to forest and it comes to rock formations. Um, So that's been part of the problem. I think the other issue that has really slowed this down is the finances. Um, It has a lot to do with... You know, who's going to support this? How can it be paid for? And there's not always been money there. And I've got to say, the pandemic really kicked this one into high gear across the whole state. Because as we know, as the pandemic kicked up, we all had to be home. And I could tell you, living where I do, it was a challenge. Um, you know, I, no way can I, can I live stream. No way could I Zoom with family. I didn't have the, the bandwidth to do that. So, you know, I I can't even get rid of my landline, which may not be a bad thing, because I don't have enough either cell phone or Internet conductivity up here. So it's really been a good thing that our state is looking at this, that progress has um, has been in the forefront in some respects. But it's a little difficult as well, because if you follow this issue at at all, there are, um, I'm going to use like Boulder Junction or or Three Lakes, for instance, those communities, they had to go out on their own. They, they worked with the state broadband office, but they had to do all their own research, all of their own community work, and then work with providers and others, and then go after the grants themselves. The process is not very good. And when you start extrapolating that across the state for every little community, it makes it very difficult. And I personally, I just have to say I'm a little 
little befuddled as to why this hasn't moved into the realm of other utilities that we have, such as electrical and gas and things that we just take for granted. Well, yeah, and especially given the financial resources that have been uh, just absolutely spread across the state of Wisconsin, that's part of what AARP is doing, too, asking for accountability on those monies. Absolutely. Um, you know, right now, if, if you've been following the biennial budget, in fact, there's a hearing this afternoon of the Joint Finance uh, Committee to actually vote on the money, money proposed in the budget, it's a one-time $750 million in that budget. Um, that is going to go a very, very long way to really kickstart this and get it going. But then you, you start to look at what, what happens to these dollars, to your point. Um, I'm in Lincoln County, and we've been following that with some of the committees that we're on, and we have a great committee at our, our county level. And what we've learned over time is there have been different groups that jumped in and said they could do this work and have gotten some grant money, and then they go out of business. So that's part of the accountability, and those are the, the types of conversations that we're having with our legislative leaders um, to really help drive that accountability and to change how we're doing this. If you're just joining us, this is Sue Derrickson. She is the volunteer advocate for AARP of Wisconsin. Like she said, she's up in Lincoln County where the uh, emphasis is or should be on trying to give citizens high-speed Internet and cell phone connectivity. Let's talk a little bit more about this, uh, Sue. We mentioned, and you used the example during the pandemic, just trying to stay connected with friends and family was a challenge. Going forward, a lot of people in rural Wisconsin are at a disadvantage trying to conduct business. They talk about telemedicine. Well, you can't get those things in rural communities if we don't build out this high-speed Internet cell phone grid. You know, Pam, it, it's bigger than that. If you really step back, step, step back and think about how much we are connected virtually now, how many businesses depend on the Internet in order to... Uh, to keep going, how many people work from home? And then you throw in there the schools and, you know, snow days now. If you have conductivity, you know, those don't count as, as missed days. You can hold school. The other interesting thing to me is our very local governments and our state governments, they, if you go for a service, they're referring you to the Internet. Go to our website. Contact us here. You know, I mean, it. it just kind of blows my mind that people don't stop to think about that. Even communicating with our, our legislators, they all want you to go on their website, follow their, their Facebook post. You know, um, it's very difficult when you have no conductivity. Yeah. Yeah. And when you talk about telehealth, that was an issue that, oh, probably four or five years ago, AARP Wisconsin was very involved with as well as, you know, we started to see that being covered by insurance and by Medicare. The thing that goes beyond that is when you look at how many people do not have access to Internet and what a detriment that is to health. It is just amazing that, you know, people can't reach out. They, you have people with limited mobility or people who um, are ill that can't go anywhere. And now if you don't have Internet, how do you stay connected for your health care? And if you're not healthy, how do you engage in your community? You know, how, how do you go to work? Mm -hmm. I mean, 
it just all ties together in so many realms. Boy, yeah, that's for sure. And like I said, as a as a farm kid, a rural kid myself, I absolutely understand what you're saying about everybody's got a website. Everybody wants to point you towards. Again, Sue Derrickson's along with us. She is a volunteer advocate for AARP of Wisconsin. So let's talk about this then, Sue. What can people do? What is happening at the state capitol we need to stay engaged in? And maybe that key question what resources are available for people that don't have access to a computer, the internet, and their cell phone? Couple of very good questions, Pam. Um, first and foremost, on knowing what to do and how to get your voice out there, I would definitely go to the Public Service Commission website at psc.wi.gov. In there, it's very easy to find the link for the Governor's Task Force on Broadband, who right now are in the midst of doing listening sessions. They want to know what people are experiencing, you know, what issues they're having. And you can do that online or you can call them. They have a couple of, I think, um, in-person listening sessions coming up, but you can still reach them if you have broadband or go to the library and use their broadband so that that you can do that. also, I always encourage people, connect with your legislators, your, your state senator, your assembly person. You know, write them a letter, call them, email them. Let them know what you're experiencing and what your ideas are. That is critical. As far as people that currently maybe don't have um, access, there are programs out there right now where um, – you can. There are grants available, and there are uh, reduced fees that will help people to get computers if they don't have it. There's also a whole program called Digital Equity, in which you know it's it's not only getting access to the device, but it's understanding not only how to use the internet and you know how to gain you know different services, but what to avoid, such as some of the spam and some of the fraud. Um, so there's, there's a lot of information out there. And, again, going to the, the, P, uh, the Public Service Commission website, you're going to find all of that information there and who to contact. And like you said, your, one of your major points there is that uh, if you've got a library in your community, chances are that they will have access to the Internet if you do not in your home. Absolutely. And they will also have access to a lot of these contacts that you can make depending on what type of assistance that you need. Right, right. Very excellent conversation. Again, Sue Derrickson along with us. She is the volunteer advocate for AARP of Wisconsin. Today specifically focused in on the continued work to try to get high-speed Internet cell phone connectivity to rural areas of Wisconsin. It is not an easy task, no matter how much money you throw at it. But like she said, make sure that your voice is being heard in your community with your elected officials and stay connected with AARP. Right here in Wisconsin, just jump online, aarp.org, and 